Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. My name is Bevan Caramello, and I'm so glad you've tuned in today. Today is August 15th, 2017, and we are in the downhill final stretch of what has been a really great summer series. Uh, We only have about three weeks left here in this series, and then in September, we will start a brand new one, okay? So stay tuned for more on that in the coming weeks. Okay, so where we are right now, this summer series is really simple. It's called What God is Showing Me This Week, and that's what it is. It's short and sweet for summer. I will give you the scriptures, and then you go even further with them in your own time with God this week, okay? Life gets busy. Don't I know it? But it's so important that we spend time in God's word every day, right? I mean, there's a reason that it's called our daily bread. We wouldn't want to just feed our bodies once a week, right? That wouldn't be healthy if you just ate on, I don't know, Mondays. (laughs) And we can't expect to be spiritually healthy either if we are only feasting, we'll call it, if we're only feasting on his word at church on Sundays. Okay, we need to be in his word every day. Start small if you need to. One chapter a day. That's my challenge for every for every one of you. If you're not already into a Bible study, if this isn't something that you do on a regular basis yet, that's okay. You've got to start somewhere. So start with one chapter a day, just 10 minutes each day. Start in a gospel. Okay, just pick one. Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And simply pray before you get started. Just ask God to make those scriptures come alive to you and make sense to you. Oftentimes, I think we're intimidated by scripture and we don't read it because we're not sure we'll understand it. Just ask him to give you his wisdom and understanding and then just read. It's made a huge difference in my life. And um, I, I love I love ministry. I, love, I spend a lot of time, a lot of my free time in women's ministry um, because of the change. Just reading God's word has made in my life. And so I lead women's ministry at our church. I lead Bible studies at our church because I want to encourage other people to get into the word of God so they can have those same changes. Okay, so come on, 10 minutes. Start there. All right, there's my challenge. I'll get off my soapbox and get onto a different one, right? Okay, here we go. Today we are going to be in the book of Revelation. Okay, it's the very last book of our Bibles. So turn with me to Revelation chapter 3, and we are going to start in verse 14. But first I just want to give you a little bit of background here on what's going on, okay? So the book of Revelation was written by the Apostle John. Okay, and in the beginning of this book, he is writing letters to seven different churches. Okay, these letters were meant to commend them for the things that they were doing really well. And then there's also warnings in each of these letters for whatever they needed about where they were falling short. Okay, so today we are reading from the last letter to a church in Laodicea. Okay, Laodicea was a very wealthy city and church for that matter. But it's clear from this letter that we're going to look at that their comfort, their their wealth, their financial comfort had made them complacent. Does that sound familiar to anybody? 
I feel like this could be a letter to the church in the United States, any church, any Christian church in the United States, the church, capital C, church. Okay, let's start at verse 14. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, because this is what he was commanded to write. These are the words of the um, of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. That's Christ. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. Okay? I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other. There we are. God doesn't want us to be lukewarm, right? He wants our hearts set on fire for him out of a passionate love for him and his people. So as I've studied this passage over the last few days, I felt very convicted. You know, as I began to think about what contributes to this whole idea of being lukewarm. First of all, we are just really comfortable, aren't we? I mean, just like the people of Laodicea, we don't want for much. And so often, as I started to think about this, I just realized so often the desires of my heart are not for eternal treasures, but for possessions, right? For more of this, for more of that. Whatever it is that I'm coveting or thinking about acquiring. Maybe it's more power. Maybe it's more status. Maybe it's a bigger title or that promotion at your job. But we don't really, as a culture, we don't even really feel like we need God for much, do we? I mean, at least not as a culture. We've become very self-sufficient in our luxury and our wealth. And I think our comfort can at times, if we're not mindful of it, if we don't regularly make a point to surrender it and ask God to check our hearts and reveal anything there that needs to be surrendered, that needs to be released to him. It can lead to our complacency, can't it? That's our first takeaway here that I want us to draw from the scriptures, that our comfort can lead to complacency. And I want to be really clear. I don't mean to make this sound like all blessings are bad, all financial blessings are bad. Oftentimes, hard work leads to really great things here on this earth. And I think God wants us to have the desires of our heart. I just think he wants us constantly checking the desires of our hearts up against the desires of his heart. And when those two line up, we're not in danger of hanging on to anything too tightly that he doesn't want for us or will for us. I think it's dangerous when we become indifferent about God 
in such a way that, you know, then everything else in our life suffers. That's when we become lukewarm, when we feel indifferent about him, when we feel indifferent about spending time in prayer, indifferent about spending time in his word, indifferent about going to church, taking the kids to church. Oh, I just don't feel like getting up on Sundays. I want one more day to sleep in. Yeah, that's not what he wants from us. That's lukewarm. He wants us to be excited to get up on Sunday mornings to go into his house and to worship. Okay, the second thing I really want us to consider and really meditate on this week is this question that keeps going over and over in my head is, is there anything else that could be contributing to this idea of complacency in our faith? You know, in our culture, it's not really cool to stand out for Jesus. You know, there's a lot of things that's cool to stand out for. You know, stand out for status, stand out for the car you drive or the clothes you wear, the house that you live in, the famous person that you married. I mean, just look at the magazines as you check out at the grocery store. Or maybe, you you know, people want to stand out for the incredible body that they've toned or maybe that they've chopped up and cut up with plastic surgery or whatever. There's a, there's definitely no shortage on a desire to stand out. But not so cool to stand out for Christ. So I started thinking about this and, and how this could contribute to this whole mindset, this whole attitude, this lukewarm life that God warns us of right here. He's warning the people in the church in, in Laodicea Laodicea, it's a warning for us as well. You know, people would much rather that we just did the whole God thing in small doses, right? And so here's where I've been this week. If we really believe what we say we believe, then our God, the creator of the universe, right, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, He's huge, and he's also tender. We learned last week as we studied Genesis 16, we looked at Hagar, who named God the God who sees me. He also comes close, so he's huge, and yet he also draws us near. He's complex. Isn't he worth our all-consuming attention? If we really believe that he is who he says he is and that he sent his son to die for me, to die for you. Is that something that we should just crave in small doses? I mean, shouldn't he be the one we can't get enough of? And shouldn't our lives look different because of that unashamed love for him? This is where I've been this week. Just very convicted. We should look different than those around us who don't know him. He says, be hot or be cold, but don't be lukewarm. Lukewarm Christians look like everybody else around them that don't even know the Lord. So what's the point? Once we know him, that relationship should change us. It should be an all-consuming kind of relationship that overflows into every part of our lives, into every aspect of our lives. 
So two questions I'm wrestling with this week, and I want you guys to wrestle with them too. One, from the first part of our call today, looking at possessions and, and comfort and wealth and the things that we cling to. First question, what is it that you are holding on to so tightly that nothing can pry it out of your hand? If there is something you are clinging to with all your might, chances are it is hindering you from the relationship with God that you are meant to have. Number two, who is the last person you talk to about Jesus? With intent, with intentionality, who is the last person you talk to about Jesus? Was it last week? Was it last month? Was it last year? It should change us. Our relationship with him should be all-consuming, and it should make us want to share it with others. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this time in your word. I praise you, Lord, for being a God who, who comes close, the God who created and yet knows every hair on our heads. Lord, you are a good, good father. Forgive us, Lord, for being lukewarm. Forgive us for trying so hard to blend in sometimes when it comes to our spirituality and our faith in you. Lord, would you change us? Would you give us hearts that just burn, light a fire in us by your Holy Spirit in us, Lord, a fire that burns so passionately for you that we want to share you with those around us. Lord, we can't do it on our own. We need you. We know we need you. We need your strength, and we need you to change the parts of us that are not all consumed by you. Lord, we love you. We praise you. I thank you, Lord, for this call. I thank you for this time in your word again. And I thank you, Lord, for every person on this call, every person who's on today and every person who's going to listen to it in the future. I thank you for the way that you are growing this ministry. And I thank you for the plans that you have for it. Lord, go with us this week. Convict us. Push us. Gently nudge us, Lord, outside of our comfort zones. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, my skinny peeps, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so glad that you were. If you are not already a member of our Facebook page, I encourage you to join us there. Simply search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and then just add yourself there. All are welcome, okay? Um, next week, we'll be meeting right back here again, same time, same dial-in number. We meet every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Invite your friends, invite your teams. Um, we are we're growing, and that is exciting. All right, guys, until next week, I'll be praying for you. May God bless you and yours. Bye now.